0: This episode of the ROI podcast is brought to you by the Kelly Evening MBA program at IUPUI. The Kelly Evening MBA will take your career to the next level. So you can be part of something bigger than yourself while making a meaningful difference. To find out more, visit kelly.iupui.edu MBA and take the first step toward lasting career momentum.
1: The 2018 school season is officially underway. In honor of our kids in the class, we're going back to school with marketing expert, Professor Jay Gladden, who's reteaching us simple techniques so we can market our brand like a champion. Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University, Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside the one and only Associate Dean of Academic Programs, Phil Powell. On this episode, we're sitting down with Associate Vice Chancellor and Professor at IUPUI, Jay Gladden, who holds a PhD in Sports Management. He's done marketing research for Major League Soccer, the NCAA, and the United States Figure Skating Association. He's also a board member for Visit Indy and a member of the Indiana Sport Corporation President's Council. Jay is a phenomenal asset to Indiana University here on the IUPUI campus.
2: He has not only been a thought leader, who has helped Indianapolis propel itself into the national spotlight as a global center for sports. But he's also launched the Sports Innovation Institute to help entrepreneurs and business owners think differently about business
1: models that surround sport. And today, we're gonna leverage some of his sports background and unpack some simple marketing tips using both the sports teams and retail examples. The principles seem elementary, yet it's really good to get back to basics because though they're simple to hear, they can be tough to master. So the first tip to market like a champion is to identify a need in the marketplace, at your company, or within your organization. This basic business principle is the root for every major company success. Given
0: Indianapolis's trajectory around hosting sporting events, um, Indiana, Indiana Sports Corporation um, was connected to a woman named Flory May. There was a conversation, you know, we really don't have a uh, volunteer management technology tool. So she goes and works with some people and creates what's called the registration system. And she honestly will tell you to this day that they put a generic name on it because they thought they were just doing it in the instance uh, of events for Indiana Sports Corporation. But that has become a tool that's very commonplace, a market leader related to volunteer management systems, particularly for, for sporting events. So it's a really good example of serendipity, um, of how a very, a very viable
2: business is built um, by identifying a need. Some of the most successful products were not forced. They were sort of an accidental discovery from someone innocently wanting to solve a problem. That's the story that Jay has told here. And for those types of discoveries to happen, they have to occur in a culture that celebrates organic discovery of opportunity, which sets the seeds that then sort of creates its own momentum to go forward. It's an intangible element of business, but being open, listening to your market, and being creative, all this leads to these opportunities
1: that you never realized you would stumble upon. The second marketing tip Jay suggests is Create an experience around your product or solution to the need you've identified.
0: You know, Apple stores fascinate me. They just fascinate me. You can get Apple products other places. But anytime you go to an Apple store, there's a line out the door in the middle of the day. And, and before that, it was Nike stores. And, you know, I know on good authority that Nike stores do not make money. They just don't. Um, it's not where the Nike stuff is bought. It's a. It, it's really a brand brand tool. It's an experience. It creates that connection between the consumer and the brand. What does it symbolize
2: about you and how it fits into people's identities? That to me is a a big thing. People do not buy an iPhone really because of the technology. In fact, there are a lot of better phones out there than the iPhone in the same price category. When you study the behavior of people that buy Apple products, they're not buying the product, they're buying the experience. And when you talk to members of the Apple team, they see themselves as revolutionaries. They want to use technology to make daily life better for everyone. That's their why. They just happen to do it through technology. That's their what and the how. And so what Apple does is they flip the, the, the way that we talk about the sales experience. Most companies lead with their product and their features and their outcomes. And then they might mention why they're in the business. That's easier to do. That's your typical marketing message. It takes a true company that knows itself to start with the reason it exists, and it just so happens that it does it through the products that they generate. That type of message appeals more to the customer at the end of the day than just talking about your technology and its features. And of course, for those of us who know the leadership literature, all this comes from Simon Sinek, who has
1: the third most popular TED Talk on leadership. So once we have this idea of birth and we start marketing more of the experience versus the product, the third tip Jay suggests to better marketing is to control that experience. Don't simply market its success. Market the experience around your brand. Take the Indianapolis Indians, for example. The simple, logical approach is to create a campaign around the actual game of baseball, right? But they don't. So what would their crowds look like if they marketed to, let's say, just this baseball game or if they did a whole campaign around their star player at that time? It simply wouldn't work. Why? Because they cannot control when a player gets called up to the majors. They can't control even if they're gonna win that night. So they do things like Friday night fireworks, kids can run the bases, or discounted food. Those are controllable elements. All sports teams take inventory of these Controllable things surrounding the viewing experience and then leverage those for marketing their brand
0: And and that's why the Indians are a really good example because when you go to a minor league baseball game The outcome really is secondary. You're going because you want to be outside Probably with a group of people or your family. It's affordable. It's friendly. It's clean
2: It's fun those things you can control again. It's doing things over which I have direct influence and created a marketing campaign around that.
1: And the proof is really in the pudding. Let's take the Chicago Cubs as another example. Before they won the World Series in 2016, their brand was associated with defeat. So how can a historically losing team draw such a massive fan base to each game?
0: And I was particularly fascinated with how the Chicago Cubs could turn out large crowds despite perenni- numerous years of losing. And even when they won, they'd bow out of the playoffs really early. Yet people turned out at Wrigley. And, and people would say, right, it, there's, a party, there's a party at Wrigley Field and a baseball game broke out. Which, it, jokingly, I think very nicely summarizes the experience, but you started to see just the elements of building a brand. It's not just what happens on the field. It is the place where it happens and what you create with
2: that place. The Chicago Cubs story brings us back to the point that we made about Apple, right? People don't go to Cubs games to win. They go for the experience. That's the same point we made about Apple. Folks that buy Apple products, they don't buy the technology. They buy the experience that the technology enables that Apple
1: has marketed so well. And sure, you'll get the followers who are there for the brand, just like Apple gets followers who are there just for the iPhone because of the tech specs it offers, and you get Chicago Cubs who are there for the game and that hopes that they can wave that W flag that night but majority of the people loving the food venues, sitting on the balconies, just enjoying more of the atmosphere or what it means to be at the game. So let's recap. Using Jay's incredible knowledge within sports marketing, there are three simple tips we can adopt in order to market like a champion. First, we must identify a need in the marketplace, at our company or within our organization. This is the root for every success story inside business. Second, create an experience around the product or solution that addresses the need we've identified. This is Apple's strategy that makes their product so revered within our culture. We don't just buy an iPhone, we buy what an iPhone symbolizes. And finally, control that user experience. Don't just market the product itself or the success it brings. The Cubs cannot market success when their team is not winning. They control our experience by the elements surrounding the game, which allows us to have a great time no matter the outcome. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, head over to iTunes and hit subscribe. While you're there, tell us how we're doing. We really appreciate your feedback. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelley School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside my co-host, Phil Powell. Until next time, we'll see you later.